nearly ten past eight, and the government here is still mulling whether to maintain its status as a developing country at the World Trade Organization after failing to meet its deadline, but it is expected to make a final call by the end of this month and is reportedly leaning towards giving up the status. There's a dilemma, though, due to fierce opposition from the agriculture industry, as that would then no longer be able to enjoy the WTO's 1.5 trillion won worth of subsidies for farmers. And this was triggered by US President Donald Trump's protest that some advanced countries, including South Korea, were enjoying what he referred to as unfair benefits due to their self-claimed status. Those comments came back in July, and we're now feeling urgently the effect it seems let's get some analysis from dr sajin Kyo, senior research fellow at the korea institute for international economic policy thank you for joining us and good morning yes thank you for talking to me so even though the government hasn't made its stance official in time for the deadline which was october 23rd a couple of days ago we are moving it seems towards this change in direction is it natural, though, that the government would still be having so much trouble forming a decision at the last minute? And, and what are your own expectations? Um, the, the first of all, I would like to talk about the political importance of this issue. You know that this issue is politically very sensitive in Korean society because most Korean people still have a significant concern on agricultural industry and rural society. Also, they have a deep sympathy for Korean farmers. For example, most old Koreans believe that they are still a son of rural farmers. So we need to deal with this issue very carefully. Um, anyway, the, you know, the several Korean officials already mentioned that the Korea would give up its developing country status sooner or later. Yesterday, uh, Finance Minister Hong Nam-gi also said that the government will decide whether to maintain or give up its developing country status soon. So I think uh, that something happens shortly. However, I, I would like to stress on the fact that there is a no country in a world which considers South Korea as a developing country. Furthermore, South Korea spends more than 2.5 billion U.S. dollars per year on the develop, development for other uh, developing countries. So I think actually South Korea, as a member of OECD and G20, has been already a typical developed country since the mid-2000s. So I think it is impossible for South Korea to maintain its developing country status in global society. Uh, you know, the based on these facts, I expect that uh, my government will announce uh, probably this afternoon that it will not claim special and differential treatment in the future WTO negotiation, that is, is the graduation of a developing country. There are just so many issues raised by that, though. Like, if if they're going to do it anyway this afternoon, why not not a couple of days earlier in time for the deadline? And and also, 
it's strange to me that countries are making these choices for themselves. You would think that if the WTO is giving out these huge subsidies, that it would make the decision who's developed or developing and have a very firm criteria for that. There's some moral hazard, in other words, in terms of letting countries reach these decisions. Um, so it's not entirely unreasonable for President Trump to be raising these questions. But then again, let's look at this from the agriculture sector's point of view. Can you recap some of the advantages that, that Seoul would no longer be able to enjoy? Uh, well, uh, you know, there will be a potential damage on the agricultural sector if Korea abandons its current status. However, that damage will not be realized until the WTO negotiation is concluded because... Every specific commitment in the WTO is just outcome of a WTO negotiation. While if Korea decides to keep the current status, and then the Korea definitely will face tremendous pressure from most developed countries, including the United States. Particularly, the United States could impose additional 25% tariffs on Korean automobile. You know, it is very clear that such a high tariff is fatal to the Korea's export to the United States. Therefore, I think avoiding such a threat to the imposed tariffs on Korean products is a typical example of advantages that the Korea could expect by giving up the status. What um, will be the impact on on farmers, though, particularly, for example, rice farmers? How will they be hurt if this benefit is removed? And, you know, the rice farmer will be affected very negatively because the tariff of rice is higher than the 500%. And according to the uh, 2008, the chairman text of WTO agricultural meeting, the Korea, if Korea is developed country, not the developing country, and then Korea should reduce substantially rice tariff. That is why the rice farmer really uh, uh, do not want to do any kinds of giving up the its developing country status. Yeah, well, some experts have been saying the damage won't be as severe as those farmers are expecting or fearing. And I, I think you've touched on some of this already, but where do you stand in that argument? Um, I think uh, potential damage varies by commodity because, uh, you know, the Korea has already concluded many free trade agreements with its major trading partner during the last decade. Now, the trade with its FTA partner accounts for more than 70% of the total trade. Thus, most agricultural tariffs is already low and still continuously going down because Korea is still implementing various FTA. Therefore, agricultural products whose tariff reduction schedule are subject to the various FTA are not expected to face huge damage from the graduation of a developing country. So damage of those products is not so severe. However, 
there are other major commodities whose tariffs are still very high. Typical example is rice. Rice is always excluded in every FTA negotiation which Korea concluded. And so rice tariff, as I mentioned, very higher than 500%. Therefore, rice will be faced uh, significant damage from the substantial tariff reduction due to a change of its status. Again, the, in summary, the potential damage varies by item by item. Um, so in terms of countermeasures, this is where it gets really important for us here. Would you suggest minimizing potential damage from the government uh, point of view here? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, the, it is very important to obtain flexibility on very few commodities, for example, lies through the negotiation with its major trading partner in the WTO, because, you know, the size of potential damage really depends on the final level of tariffs. And the final level of tariff is also determined at the WTO negotiation. So the obtaining flexibility on tariff reduction in the negotiation process is an effective way to minimize potential damage from the graduation of a developing country. In this respect, I think that Korea has to prepare a relational argument about why Korea needs such a flexibility on very few commodities. And of course, I think Korea has to put its best efforts to persuade its major trading partner with a proof-based fact sheet. Then, you know, domestically, I think the Korean government also need to make a new subsidy program which can bridge the gap between domestic and international price of agricultural commodity. Such a counter-subsidy program I think could be very helpful for, for farmers who produce a commodity whose tariff goes down very sharply due to uh, giving up the developing country status. Dr. Sa, thank you very much for joining us and sharing your insights with us this morning. Yes, thank you.